you're right now seeing this through the perspective of yourself. The hardest thing for you to do in the hard shot process is leave your perspective and enter the perspective of your dream client customer. They don't want you to fall into the background. They want a strong leader who takes up space Mm. and is not willing to dim their light. A part of that is because you give them permission to do the same. So they don't want a weak, wishy-washy leader. Like you got to hit that stage and you got to bring your fullness to it. And you got to let go of this belief that was probably handed to you by your mom or your dad or someone that told you, don't get too big because people will come after you. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Baloo. And boy, do we have an incredibly exciting guest lined up for you today. My guest today is a dear friend of mine that I've known for over a decade. He is a fellow Persian. He's my brother from another mother. And recently, I hired him to create for me a new look for my brand, my image, with his incredible Heart Shots photography program for thought leaders. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Daryush Bashar. Welcome to the show, Daryush. What is happening? You got me dancing over here. That was a nice intro. Well, thank you, brother. We're known for that on the show. And uh, one of the guests I interviewed earlier in the day today said, Nikki, I want to hire you to do all my intros. I said, I'm available. <laughs> Make it happen, baby. Seriously, man. That was that was one, one hack of an intro. Thank you. My pleasure. So, Daryush, I know you real well. You know, I love you like a brother. And uh, you and I, we've done several things together over the years, most recently collaborating on the incredible heart shots that you created for me. But my listener, they don't know who you are, and they need to get to know you because the reason they listen to the show, Darius, is they're the most important people in the world. They're entrepreneurs. They're people with big hearts, with a desire to make the world a better place, with a desire to cause positive social change while making their vision and their dream come true and taking care of themselves and their families and those that they love. The only way they're going to get the full benefit of the full Darius is if they get to know who you are. So tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Daryush? <laughs> okay, well, who knows when it started, but I'll, I'll pick it up in my mid-20s when I was making a lot of money working in advertising. I had a beautiful condo, had a great car, had a gorgeous girlfriend, had an adorable puppy. And was honestly miserable and I couldn't understand what was going on and I hadn't built the communication skills to be able to reach out to someone and talk to them about how miserable I was. So I essentially just imploded on my own 
I felt this pent up energy. And I, I remember when everyone would leave the agency, I'd go to my car and like, just punch the steering wheel. Cause I wasn't able to cry. I had all this energy inside of me. I didn't understand what was going on. I had become somebody that I did not like or respect. And I knew in my heart, I was meant to do something bigger, something more aligned with my true values. And so over the course of, you know, a couple of months, I, I took this giant leap and I said, I'm going to, I'm going to leave advertising and I'm going to follow what I think I'm here to do, which was storytelling. And I joined uh, the only filmmakers I knew in the entire world. And I came on as a producer and that went well for a while. We generated some new business, did a couple of documentary films that were exciting, got them into film festivals, but really I didn't know what I was doing. I was just hustling. And so eventually I got to a point where I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do this for real. And I gotta get the education that I was missing. So I, I found the best film school I knew that was like the least amount of years, but generated the most amount of working professionals. It was out in Vancouver. I somehow miraculously got this scholarship to put my life on hold. And you got to imagine, I was like 30 years old at the time. And I'm like, I'm going to stop working, stop paying my bills for an entire year to go to film school. That's kind of crazy. But over the course of that year, I, I fell in love with cinematography. It completely surprised me. It shocked me that, you know, this love affair with telling stories through the camera. And when I came back, to Toronto, I thought all these jobs would be waiting for me. And of course, none were. Nobody cared about my film school successes. And it was really miserable and really hard until I took another risk and I took a lease on a whole bunch of equipment to put me into the game. And things were going well again until uh, something was just wrong. Something was missing. And over the course of like two, three years, I built, you know, a film career and built my film reputation, commercials, music videos, all sorts of stuff. But I was completely surprised and shocked when photography of all things found me. And photography was the thing that everybody, every photographer I knew was saying, get out. Instagram has, has bastardized this industry. Everybody's a photographer. All the phones are high quality now. And all the photographer friends I knew were saying, get out, get into film. You're so lucky you have the equipment, you have the background. Why would you want to go backwards? But something got me, something hooked me. And initially I was doing fashion photography and that was interesting because there's big budgets and you can fly in models from all over and you can rent out mansions and warehouses and have big creative teams with big visions. But I think the truth for me was it was, I was really lonely. It was like a very distant project. Like you, you, you literally have to zoom out to see the person's full outfit, you know, like I'm on set with all these people, but I just felt lost and alone until almost exactly two years ago, out of frustration, after booking like 20 fashion shoots in a row, 
I put a post up on Facebook because I was so tired of Photoshopping like beauty marks off of really beautiful, skinny women's bodies. I know that sounds like fun, but trust me, do it a couple thousand times and you'll hate it. And I remember sitting at the monitor after hours of Photoshopping stuff thinking, this cannot be why I'm here. This, there's no way this is my purpose. This is why I was sent to earth. And out of that frustration, I just put a post up on Facebook and I said, does anyone want to try an experiment with me? I've never done portrait photography, but I want to try it. I don't know what I'm doing, but if you want to play, let's play. And one guy, another Persian, Majid Hashemi, put his hand up and he said, let's do it. And he forever became portrait 001. And I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew I wanted to do the opposite of everything I was doing with fashion photography. I wanted to get rid of the fancy set. I don't want hair and makeup. I don't want a client on set. I, you know, I didn't even want color. I wanted to do black and white. I wanted to strip everything away and get as close as I could to this human in front of me and see if there was something there for me. And I had no idea what I was doing, but that night I put those photos up and a few hundred people commented and liked and started to try to book me. And I instantly panicked because I'm like, I don't know what I did. You, you guys are saying you captured his essence. You captured his soul. I have no clue what I did. And if you think I can do that and you're going to give me money for that, forget it. And so I took the pictures down, but so many people had reached out already. And, uh, I agreed between myself to do 19 more of these just to see what was there. And with each one, I learned more about myself, about the world, about the human experience. And each one would tell me, you got to make this package public. People would pay money for this. And I, I just didn't believe them until a few months later, I finally did. And uh, in that single day, I think, it was a, like a day and a half. I ended up booking two and a half months of portraits the moment I offered it to the public. And I was just blown away. And everything changed from there. That's a phenomenal story. And what, what makes it phenomenal is that you showed courage. You, you fought the battle that the great David Goggins calls me versus me. I got to tell you, me versus me is the theme of Nikki Billu going forward in life. And I'm actually putting together a program by that name to help people, great men and women, fight the honorable battle within. Because you fought the honorable battle within. You were dissatisfied when you were in advertising. You went to film school. Film school was was getting you, you know, something in terms of having a career as, as, as a film guy. But that, that didn't seem right to you. So you took a risk and you started doing photography. Initially, you did charge for it. You went to fashion photography. But then you wanted to do portrait photography. Initially, you didn't charge for that. That took courage because you knew fashion photography wasn't working for you. And then you started charging for it and you booked a whole bunch of people. And the work you do is unique. It is unlike anyone else. You are a thought leader. So... Darius, here's my definition of a thought leader, and it comes from one of my mentors, the one and only Matt Church. An expert is someone who knows how to do something, right? That's an expert. There's lots of experts. But a thought leader, 
A thought leader is someone who's known for knowing how to do something and sought after. And you're right now in the thought leader space in what you're doing because people know you, they're seeking after you, and they're booking you to do work for them. And so that part of thought leadership's working great for you. The part that maybe isn't working as great for you is you're, you're still the guy doing all the work. It's one-on-one work. And as amazing as you are at it, there's a ceiling on how much you can do for with it. But your skills in this regard are absolutely incredible. What are your comments on all this? I love thought leaders, especially heart-centered thought leaders. That's essentially almost exclusively who I work with now. And it's like, I feel like with each shoot, I almost have my own podcast. Because as you know, we spent, it's a four-hour session and three hours are spent just diving deep into your head, into your heart, into your story, into your passion, your fire, your tenderness. And I'm somehow allowed to ask whatever question I want about your business and about your success story. And so I feel like I've gained so much from thought leaders in my life. And I sit with three to four of them every single week who fly from all over the world now to take pictures together. I think you're right about the scalability of my current business. There's definitely a a limit because there's only one of me and it's very um, labor intensive from a uh, time I have to put into it. And I've thought about like one of my challenges last year was I sat with so many thought leaders and I'm in mastermind groups and everyone is always talking about scale, 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 scale. And I got lost for about a month in February after I came back from a conference in San Diego where everyone was talking about scale. And the truth is I've only been doing this business full time and it blows me away to remind myself of this only for two years. And I want to scale, but before I scale, I want to master sustainability and systems. And when that's figured out, I'm ready to scale as well. So I've got some plans for scale and it's, it's a part of my mission because not just for me, not just for money, but because hand in hand with scale comes impact. And I know I'm here to create a really massive positive impact on the world. Brother, that's very true. And to be able to have impact, you need to be sought after. You've got that part down, Pat. Like you're known for knowing how to do something really well and people are seeking you out. You're sought after, right? Mm -hmm. And that part is fantastic. And that's what I like about the aspect of thought leadership that you have. You're not a headshot guy. You're a heartshot guy. I don't know anybody else who uses that terminology. I don't know anybody else who speaks about photography the way you speak about it and how it brings out the inner essence of a person and allows them to position themselves as their inner essence. So their brand becomes who they really are versus some load of BS. Yeah. That makes you a thought leader. What are your comments on that? I like it. (laughs) Good. And I like it. I was scared of it before. And I think like a lot of us Canadians, we maybe eat a little too much of the humble pie. Mm-hmm. And I just had this conversation with the gentleman I just finished a heart shot with today. And I've had this same conversation with many people. They come in and they have this beautiful statement that goes something like, 
I don't want to be the center of attention. I want my brand to be about the people. I want them to see themselves. You know, it's not about me. I just want to help people be their best selves. And today I had to politely, I think my exact words were, we're going to work on that because I strongly disagree. And he looked at me like, what? What do you mean? And I said, you're right now seeing this through the perspective of yourself. The hardest thing for you to do in the hard shot process is leave your perspective and enter the perspective of your dream client customer. They don't want you to fall into the background. They want a strong leader who takes up space Mm. and is not willing to dim their light. A part of that is because you give them permission to do the same. So they don't want a weak, wishy-washy leader. Like you got to hit that stage and you got to bring your fullness to it. And you got to let go of this belief that was probably handed to you by your mom or your dad or someone that told you don't get too big because people will come after you. And you got to fully step into that, that divine power that's always been in you. And he like literally sat there and it was just for five minutes was like, oh my God, holy, you just, I've spent like thousands of dollars at a Tony Robbins thing. And you just, just blew my mind with that statement. And so I've heard that happen a few times and people, it's like a big reframe for them of being your truest self is one of the most selfless things you can do for the world. And so I, it's taken me a long time to say I am excited and ready and willing to fully take up that thought leader space. Awesome. There's another dimension which I've coined as heart leadership. And I, I did this out of Robin Sharma's program. And given that you do heart shots, I think that's one of the reasons we gravitated to each other. So heart leadership, you might think to yourself, well, what is that and why does it matter? Heart leadership is being known for leading with your heart. And it, 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 these are the four elements of heart leadership. Knowing your purpose, living your purpose, service above self, and making the difference you were born to make. And there's a number of things that we do for folks to really help them identify themselves as a heart leader. So we ask them, what's your why? What's the dent you want to make in the universe? Who's the group of people you're moved to serve? And what's the pain and suffering they're going through that you want to to help solve? This is heart leadership. And Darush, I'm very, you know, inspired by you. And I want to work with you and help you get more clients, a ton more clients and scale. Because I believe that you model heart leadership extremely well. What are your comments on what I just revealed to you? Magic. That's great. It's really well articulated. Everything I I do is about heart. I I truly, sincerely believe, and I've got some wacky beliefs that uh, aren't based on any empirical data. They're just my beliefs, and I'm okay with that. And one of my beliefs is our hearts are a portal to God. And so the closer we get to our hearts, the more we can speak from our heart to mouth without these complicated, convoluted detours in our heads, the better we will be, the fuller our lives will be, and and the better our society will be. So it excites me that people like Robin Sharma and Nikki Ballou are are leading that charge for more heart-centered heart leaders in the world. 
thank you. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So there's also a journey to thought leadership. And I talk about this journey in one of the books that I write. And I want to I want to have you really just kind of tell me what your thoughts are on this, Darish, because you and I, we love heart thought leaders and we love heart leaders, right? And I think yeah. the the important part here is how this journey plays itself out. You know what I'm trying to say? Let me just briefly bring this out to you, my friend. There are five steps to what I call the thought leader's journey. Step number one is when someone's just getting started. We call them a newcomer, right? They're just getting started. They barely have any income. They may have no income. It's certainly not much. It's under 20 grand a year. They don't have any real business experience. They're not charging a lot of money. They don't have any systems. They're not really a marketer or a salesperson. It's like they own their own job. Out of every thousand people who start out in business, 800 never get out of this stage. So only 200 go to the next stage, right? The next stage is what we call the unconscious expert. That's a person who's, well, they're an expert, but they're unconscious as to what they're an expert about. They're working. They got maybe 30, 40 hours a week of work they do. They make more money, maybe 30K to 40, 50, 60, 70K. They have some systems. Their marketing is in place, but it's hit and miss. Their sales are inconsistent. They don't charge enough. And they have these months where they have a lot of money coming in, and they have these months where there's no money coming in. I call that lumpy billings. And then the next stage is what I call the conscious expert. So conscious experts, an expert, they make more money. They make like six figures, like 100K, 200K, even 300K, 350K. Their message is dialed in. It's nailed. Their marketing is consistent. Their sales are predictable. They work a lot of hours, though, and they're burning out a little bit because their business model still time for money. You know, you might recognize this stage, Daryush, hint, hint. <laughs> and uh, they, they're thinking to themselves, I love what I'm doing, but there's got to be a better way to do it. They charge premium rates, but it's still time for money. It's like they, they do something for a period of time, they get paid. That's the third phase. The fourth phase, so out of the 200 that made it out of the, the uh, initial phase, right, only 50 make it out of the conscious, the unconscious expert phase. And out of the 50 that make it out of that phase to conscious expert, only 10 make it out of that phase into the next phase, which I call thought leader phase. And that's when you've arrived. You're making real good money, like a half a million, a million, two million, three million, four million, five million a year. You even have help. You have some support staff, maybe one or two. But it's no longer time for money. You're working as little as 50 days a week and as much as 100, 150, 200 days a week. But you're doing what you love, when you want, with whom you want, whenever you want. And you live a life fully of purpose where you're making your dent in the universe. You speak your truth. You live from the heart and you're paying it forward, right? And that's fantastic. And very, very few people get there. Like one out of every 100, right? 10 out of every 1,000. Now, there's another phase, which very few people get to, and that's called the celebrity thought leader phase. This is where you're a global iconic thought leader, like a Tony Robbins or Robin Sherman. You make incredible, beautiful, gorgeous amounts of money, like 5 million, 10 million, 20, 50, 100 million. 
You work as, as much or as little as you want from 50 to 300 days a year. You're sought after by the world's top leaders and the world's top celebrities. You charge what you like and people pay it and you are, your impact is in that of the millions, right? So Darius, these are the stages that I've identified through my work, my intellectual property, and it's in my book, The Thought Leader's Journey. What are your thoughts on the on these and how do you see where you're at and how do you see where the people you work with are at in in this journey? I resonate with the first 3 for sure because I, I am in the conscious expert as per your definition of it. I've I've played in the broke ass you know newcomer <laughs> for a while. Uh, that was not fun when I was convinced I had to be a starving artist and I hated money because of bullshit money stories when I was a kid um, that I inherited. Uh, and I work with a lot of people in phase four and a few people in phase five even. The Liz Gilberts, the Seth Godins, the Lisa Nichols, global thought leaders. That, that's been a treat to work with those type of people. Um, and I've learned so much from all five people. I very, I rarely work with people in, in the first category, but sometimes I feel like in a past life, I was like a data scientist. I love just, I don't try to do it. I unconsciously just see patterns and, and it's been a incredibly educational experience having probably close to $200 million of revenue sit on my couch here from the people who I've photographed and wow, see the patterns of the people that are just crushing it and then see the patterns of the people that are not. And success leaves clues and so does failure. And uh, I love that you've taken the time to delineate between the various categories because I think it's empowering you, you allow people to have something to strive for. I think too many people are in stage one or two and they think, well, unless I'm going to go to five right away, I'm a failure. Yes. And that's just unneeded pressure that will get you nowhere. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. So here's the brilliance of... Matt Church, the guy who mentored me and my former business partner, Michael Palmer. Matt Church figured out a way to reliably get 50%, like 500 out of 1,000 people from newcomer to thought leader and to get of the remaining 500 to get 330 from newcomer to conscious expert. So 800 and 30 out of 1,000 people that Matt Church works with and has worked with over the 15, 20 years he's been doing this, they get those results. That's why I got excited about bringing this to Canada because let's face it, in North America, there's a lot of sizzle sellers. You know what I mean? People who sell the sizzle, the sizzle but the steak's not really there. And I wanted a steak seller and I wanted to be a steak seller. So we haven't had quite the success of Matt, but we're close to 60% of the people that we work with at least get to conscious expert to thought leader. We've had one person who's on the verge of being like a celebrity thought leader, which means they're, they're definitely ahead of me, which is wonderful. About 20% of my clients end up making a lot more money than I do. And I actually love that about, 
the work that I get to do. I'm not one of those people who needs to be more successful than my clients. I think it's amazing when my clients surpass me. Why? Because, brother, it's not about the money. You know, I mean, I want to make money. Don't get me wrong. I'm a capitalist, you know, but it's about the impact. For me, the most important thing is I believe in free enterprise. I believe in entrepreneurship and I want to create the biggest possible constituency for freedom and free enterprise the world has, which means that my goal is that my clients become as successful as they possibly can. And if that means they're more successful than me, that's fantastic. That's a good story to tell, no? <laughs> yeah. I, I also think they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. No, they're not. They're absolutely not. It's, it's just, it's my eye is always on how can I serve people? I know that's where your eye is. And that's why I'm having you on the show because you want your client to get the best possible result. Yeah, you're interested in getting paid and making money 100%, but that's, I, I know that's not the main reason you do what you do, Darius. You're smart enough that you could be selling something that could make you 10 times as much money as you're making now. Tell me mm -hmm. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong because I know I'm not, right? Yeah. This is more than about money for you. This is a calling. It's a sacred mission where you get to fight the inner battle of me versus me on a daily basis and you get to fulfill your purpose, which is to make the biggest possible dent in the universe. Yes, sir. That's it. Yeah. I think um, for me, it's just a sensitive spot because of uh, a past narrative that I feel like I've come 180 on from the starving artist, from the I hate money because money tears everything apart and it breaks my family apart and it's dangerous and it's the, you know, the root of all evil to my new perspective of I refuse to work with people that aren't serious about money and about profit. And I'm still like settling into that perspective, but my thinking behind it is like a part of my purpose here. My impact is fanning the fires of heart-centered thought leaders like yourself and like so many of the other people I work with. And my impact is by helping you guys connect and leave digital first impressions with your dream audiences so you can keep doing the amazing work you're doing. And I always you know, for better or for worse, imagine that I put like 300% of myself into every shoot, even though I'm only getting paid for 100%. And I do that because it's like a stock I'm betting on. I'm betting that you're going to continue growing and doing amazing work in this world because then I reap the benefits of that secondary impact by fanning your fires. And if you're not serious about profit, which said differently is if you're not serious about sustainability, then I'm losing 200% on that bet. Mm, I love it, man. I love it. That's brilliant. See, you're a heart-centered capitalist, brother. Welcome to the club. <laughs> so, Daryush, how, like, how do people get a hold of you? How do they come and get on your calendar to get a hard shot done? Because I know my listeners are going to want to do this with you. Yeah. So you go to my website, which is just my full name, 
D-A-R-I-U-S, B as in boy, A-S-H-A-R.com. And you'll see my work and you'll see a link to my heart shots. And I've got a promo going on now till the end of the month. It's November. When that, what that usually means is in January, my prices will all be going up quite a lot. And uh, you take a look and you see, and you see that page and you see if my photos speak to you, you see if my language speaks to you, you see if this is someone that you, you vibe with. And if it's not, that's really, really okay. You save both of us a lot of energy. And if something in that page is calling at you, you book a call and we chat and I tell you about how my process works. And at the end of that call, we take it from there. Like I, I am a really soft seller because I have a, an agreement with the universe that I never pressure anyone into, into doing a shoot because you, it's, there's a time that is the right time for you. And that's not necessarily the time where you feel you are ready because there's no such thing. Mm. And so my job is to give you with absolute honesty what this is and get you to a place where you can make a decision, yes or no. And whichever decision it is, I'm good with that. That's brilliantly said, my man. So listener, we're going to put Darush's website in the show notes. So Darush, I'm afraid this probably won't be coming out before the end of the year because I'm, I'm booking my, um, I'm recording three months out. I will do my darndest to get you out sooner rather than later, but it's likely going to be in the new year that this episode's going to be released. Just want to make sure that I, that I told you that. Um, yeah, that's all good. Yeah, I'll have some other promo in the new year. Uh, I'll be here. I know um, you will be. I know you will be. So, <laughs> so, so, listener, if you go onto any of my social media, you will see Daryush's work. If you want me to send you the photos he took of me, I'll send you those photos. 1,000%. But they are mind-blowingly great. I used one of them uh, recently for a new book I'm writing with uh, Kai Bjorn, who is the head of BNI Canada called The Power of Connecting. And Kai looked at my photo and he has a really good photo. And he goes, holy cannoli, brother. He didn't say cannoli, but you know, this is a family rated show, right? He said, those photos, who took them? They're amazing. They're unreal. And everybody says that. When I posted my photos on social media, I had literally dozens and dozens and dozens of likes for my photos. And it's all because of the brilliant way in which Dariush brought out the true essence of the Nikki Bilu fire and the Nikki Bilu soul. And he'll do that for you. So take advantage of this. Okay. I really want you to take advantage of this. Dariush is super in demand. And if you reach out to him now, it's going to be two months before he's going to be able to see you at the earliest anyway. So the sooner you do it, the better. Make sure you do this and you take advantage of this. Okay. So Daryush, listen, we, uh, we, we come to the point in the show where we're going to wrap up and I'm going to ask you to give me laser, like bullet point. What are your top three pieces of advice that you recommend our listener? take on to take their life and their business to the next level? I call them your top three expert action steps. What say you? This is a tough question, Nikki. Thank you. <laughs> Let me breathe into it and see what's there. I think the simplest, most profound lessons are the, are the other way. You know, most things can be solved by breathing more, Moving more, laughing it's more. It's four o'clock. 
that's Dan, my computer, who tells me on the hour, every hour, that Perfect. a new hour right? <laughs> Understood. And I, I, and we're, we're going to wrap it up because I got to jump into my next person too. Okay. The other advice I give is, this is a tough question, my man. I think it's like everything is coming to me as cliches, but I think all the answers are inside. I think a deeper connection with our heart selves is the way to be because our hearts are literally portals to the infinite to the divine to everything so i think we're more constantly looking for answers outside the simplest most profound things are right here literally underneath our nose i think all beliefs are bs but all beliefs are true if you put enough energy behind them and so it's on us to design the life of our dreams. And that means we get to evaluate and determine which beliefs are serving us. And that's a constant thing we do. It's not a one-time thing we do. And I think we're better together. I think there's something magical about community. I think when people get together and they share from their hearts openly, and vulnerably, this incredible thing happens where all of a sudden other people are like, wow, me too. I'm not alone. There's something in us that wants to isolate us when we're going through tough times. And that isolation exacerbates this belief that there's something wrong with me. I'm broken, so I need to continue to isolate. And I think when we can share honestly and openly, whether through a podcast or social media or a private gathering together, we can see that that thing in you that is also in me and we can come together and almost always just stronger as a community than we are on our own. Ken Blanchard says, none of us is as smart or as strong as all of us. It's a brilliant quote. Love that. So, Darius, my man, thank you so much. Those are three awesome expert action steps. It took you a while to get rolling, but once you got rolling, baby, they were coming fast and furious. <laughs> I love it. So, listener, you're listening to this show, and you're going, wow, Nikki, another phenomenal guest. Awesome. Darius is awesome. I'm definitely going to check him out, but hey, can I be like Darius? Can I live life as the best version of myself? Can I grow my business and grow my impact enough already? Well, if that's the case, if that's the thought that's in your head, the answer is yes, but you can't do it alone. Hashtag don't do it alone. And here's what you do. You go to my website, eastcircleacademy.com. You go to the button, the top right-hand corner that says, book your success call now. You go and you click on that button and there's a little application form you fill out. And that application form basically is going to help me determine whether it's a good fit for us to be talking. And if it is, we'll continue with the call. The call's absolutely free. There's no obligation. There's no pushiness going on. I'm not a fuller brush salesman type person. We're just going to focus on you and on helping you, help you believe, give you hope that it's possible and show you a way. And if Things go well in that call and we like the cut of each other's chip. We'll keep talking and maybe we'll end up doing something together. And if not, 
that's all good. I come from the Darish Bashar school of speaking and serving people. If it's meant to be, it will be. If it is not, it will not. And that's all we have to do. Darish, my man, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a real honor. My pleasure, brother. Thank you. Thank you for having me and for all the amazing work you do. Oh, brother. God bless you. God bless you. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And to find out more about the incredible, the one, the only, the legendary, king of the heart shots, Darush Bashar, go to thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. Go to the show notes. Go to his website, darushbashar.com. Jump on a phone call with him. Make sure you take advantage of this. No joke, this guy's the best there is. And you want to take advantage of this. Take a look at my photos if you need convincing. That'll do the trick for you. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.